This is Ryan McDowell, and you're listening to the Dynasty Hot Seat. Yes, hello everybody once again. Welcome back to the Dynasty Hot Seat. It's the only Dynasty show out there that is a certified inferno. And today is, you know, a huge day for the podcast. We've got one of the biggest names in, in Dynasty Fanny's football, you know, sitting just over here. It is amazing. It's the one and only Ryan McDowell. We can find him over at, at RyanMC23. You know, he's doing so much amazing stuff over at, at DLF and, you know, the one of the co-hosts over there at the Locked On Dynasty podcast, you know, one of my favourite podcasts to listen to. Quite weird, actually, listened to you earlier this morning. Now, I'm speaking to you today, a bit odd, but um, I'm loving having you on the show. So just, uh, Ryan, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and sitting in the hot seat. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Connor. Glad to be here and ready to talk some Dynasty. Yes, let's absolutely do it. And, and you know what, let's get kicking right into segment number one which is you know the art of war and it's just just kind of hints and tips that you've got for for you know dynasty players you know young and old and, and everything in between so so ryan what, what kind of tips have you got for us sure I, I tried to think back to when i started playing dynasty and and what would would maybe help new dynasty players and, and these things would certainly help anybody that's playing dynasty uh but the first one is just be active I remember and uh, when I first started playing Dynasty and, and fantasy football, I was always the most active one, most active member in my leagues. I was I was the one initiating the trade talks, sending the the trade offers. Um, I, I mean, I felt like I even had rosters memorized. If you told me a player, I knew exactly which which roster that player was on or who had that player. Um, and you know, over time, some of that has changed. Certainly when you add more leagues, that becomes difficult. Mm. Um, but just the idea of being active, uh, both in your dynasty leagues and kind of big picture, uh, whether it's on Twitter uh, or, or even just following the news, you know, keeping up with what's happening, uh, players, player movement and, and things like that, because all of those things impact player value in dynasty. And yeah, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, no, I was about to say I completely agree with that. You know, you gotta you gotta put the time and you gotta put the work in, especially in, in Dynasty, you know, you've you got you're in the off season there. So it's it's 24-7, you know, you just gotta keep going and keep looking. And those little like advantages, you know, might not seem like a lot at the time, but if you kind of accumulate them up, you know, over a full season or a couple of seasons, then yeah, it's gonna make a huge difference to your team. So I think that is, you know, great first advice is be active and and stay on the ball with it. So yeah, I really like that. That was the first tip. So um, what you got for us for, for tip number two? Sure. It, it kind of plays into that when I, I mentioned player value, just to understand player value. And, uh, and it can be different. You know, every league is kind of its own market, its mm. own uh, economy, really. But in, in general, understand player value in Dynasty. Uh, obviously, that's impacted by league rules and settings. If you're in a super flex league, a tight end premium league, a league with uh, points per carry or certainly an IDP league would, would mm. shift all of those values. But having that big picture understanding of what players are worth, uh, 
positions, you know, compared to another one another. Uh, I think that's just huge, you know, especially like I mentioned earlier, especially for new dynasty players. I, I remember quite a few deals in, in a, my first couple of leagues that I made that I wish I could have back because I didn't understand I didn't understand how much wide receivers were worth in these leagues. And uh, I, I was giving away wide receivers because, uh, you know, I just had to have those running backs. And in that specific league, running backs didn't have quite the same value. You didn't have to start as many, only had to start one. Uh, mm. So that was kind of a, a hard lesson to learn uh, in, in that specific example. Um, yeah, definitely. And it's just, yeah, just you got to, you got to read. I was, I've mentioned it a few times, you know, I'm a, I'm a primary school teacher, elementary school teacher by my dead time kind of job. And, you know, I say to my kids all the time, it's like, hey, you got to read the question. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't just go around answering the wrong thing. And it's the same with the league. You got to read the rules. You got to read the question before you start buying anything or doing anything. It's like, make sure you're doing the right thing before you, you dive in head first. Well, we have that in common. I teach elementary school as well. So, uh, no way. Dynasty, cool. Yeah, yeah. Dynasty and, and teaching uh teaching the the little kids we have that in common um but as far as that as far as that player value you know there's lots of ways to do it of course checking adp or or checking rankings at at dlf or or whatever your favorite dynasty site might be those are pretty easy ways there's lots of dynasty trade tools out there now we have one that we're pretty proud of and and again uh, other sites do as well that are that are all very good and very useful Uh, but really before you start making trades, uh, whether you're a, new, a brand new player or, or just a, an established dynasty player that maybe has an itchy trigger, trigger finger, you know, <laughs> check the value, make sure you have a good understanding of, of what that really is before you make those moves. Yeah. Or even if you have like, you know, I've usually got like a, a go-to friend that I'll like, just like text a yeah. screenshot of is like, what do you think about this? Like just making sure that you know, I'm not missing something really, really obvious. And yeah, just having a bit of a safety net there with, you know, stuff over at DLF or anywhere else. So just a friend that I can double check things for you as, as long as you're not making the trade with, with them, they'll maybe try and <laughs> tell you it's a great deal then when it's not. Well, I love that you mentioned that. That's, that's a perfect segue into my, my final tip here. My final point is building those relationships within yeah. your league. And I think that's so huge for different reasons. It's certainly going to help you um, when it comes time to talk trade. If you're in that rookie draft and you want to move up a couple, mm-hmm. couple spots or you need to move down, having those relationships, hopefully with everybody in the league, is, is going to be so beneficial. Um, but the other thing, I mean, specifically that has, has come out of this for me, and I know so many others, is just building those real friendships, right? I mean, yeah. some of the... Some some of my greatest friends now came from playing in leagues with them, right? That was the first step, and we talk trade. We're talking about, um, you know, the upcoming draft or or whatever it might be in the league, and and a friendship uh, came out of that. So um, having those relationships in your league is is so huge. You find that one person like you're talking about that's kind of your trade buddy. You run everything yeah. by that person. Um, you know, I've, I've got a couple of those, fortunately, myself. And, um, you know, just having that sounding board is, is so huge in Dynasty. You don't have to play Dynasty alone. 
Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And, you know, something that, you know, here over in the UK, obviously we're on base, we're kind of building on that as well. And we're having our first ever sort of like fantasy football, you know, fans collective gathering happening, happening this summer in the UK. So that'll be absolutely amazing to help with that and building that community. And, you know, for anyone listening, if you've not already got a ticket, make sure you get a ticket for that. That's going to be a brilliant event. I think there are some still available. So yeah, I can't wait to continue doing, you know, as you said, build that community and, and get those like real proper friendships, which is just so amazing about this game. So let's wrap up segment number one there and we'll pull up our mock draft tool for segment number two coming right up. All right, so here we are. We're in part number two, you know, the real meat of the show, the, the hottest part of, of the hot seat as you know, we're going to put Ryan under just a small amount of pressure. We're going to see how he's going to do in this in this startup uh, Superflex mock draft. We've got 18 rounds. We've got 12 teams. And Ryan, the first question for you is, you know, in an absolute ideal world, if somehow you got to choose what starting position you would get in, in a startup mock draft, not a startup mock draft, in any kind of startup draft, what uh, what position would you choose and, and why would you choose it? Well, I, I do love those leagues uh, and I've been in several of them where you do get to choose your starting position. Um, so those, those that always adds a little bit of, uh, of strategy to, uh, to the beginning of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's the answer to that is probably different every year. And, and again, it's certainly different depending on your format. Yeah. Um, but in a super flex league this year, I want to start with, with one of those quarterbacks I trust. So I certainly want to be in, in the top half of, the first round um, for this exercise. Why don't we go with the, why don't we go with the five pick this time? Nice. Let's get pick number five locked in. So yeah, we're, we're guaranteed to get one of those, those zero top tier quarterbacks. So let's see, let's see who falls to us as we, we start our, our mock draft and you'd imagine Allen and Mahomes and, and Herbert are coming off the board along with Jonathan Taylor, fairly consensus. That's, the top of, of most rankings right now. And we'll pause the clock so we're not putting under too too much pressure here. And we got we got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, as you can imagine. Some other quarterbacks sitting at the top. Anyone anyone standing out to you? Well again, I, I definitely want to look at at a quarterback here in this format. I, I like to uh, I like to build around the quarterback in a super flex league. And uh, oftentimes uh, I would I would go quarterback with my first two picks. So mm. Um, with, with Mahomes, Allen, Herbert gone, Lamar Jackson is my next ranked quarterback a little bit further down on this list, but I will, uh, I'll take Lamar at five overall. Yeah, I would take Lamar, definitely Lamar or Carter here. I was, you know, a lot of discussions sort of this off season about Joe Burrow and, you know, Joe Burrow is going very, very highly at the minute and, you know, obviously he's good, but. I think people are forgetting that Joe Burrow was an older prospect coming out of college. Like, Connor Murray is younger than Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson is the same age as Joe Burrow. And I think people are maybe forgetting that a little bit. Yeah, and there's still the rushing upside, right? That And and Lamar Jackson certainly offers that. Um, it, I think what the Ravens have done this offseason tell us they probably want to run the ball a little bit more. And, you know, normally that doesn't seem like a good thing for your quarterback. I think it's a good thing for Lamar. Yeah. He's, he's going to get even uh, even more scrambles as he did a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think so. So let's um, let's get Lamar Jackson locked in as our as our first pick in the in the first round. And you'd imagine the rest of those quarterbacks might end up uh, falling off the board, but we're maybe hoping we can get another one coming back to us if 
if we're if we're lucky. And you're saying sometimes you do like to target two quarterbacks. Is that again? I imagine that's the kind of if they fall to you, you're not like desperately scrambling to get to at the start. Right. Yeah. I don't think you ever want to force anything, especially in the early rounds. So um, you kind of have to go with, with what the draft gives you for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. So the draft is giving us, you know, got an elite tight end up there with Mark Andrews. And then we do have Russell Wilson sitting there along with, you know, other quarterbacks you see are Hertz and Trey Lance who might be a bit of a step down compared to, to Russ. Yeah, I, I loved Lance last year, certainly coming out as a rookie. And uh, I think if we were doing this a year ago, I probably would have taken him here. But uh, I think we have enough reason for concern that I probably yeah. would go a different direction. Um, I think I think I actually want to go with Jalen Hurts here. He's he's next on our ADP list over at DLF and um, Got some added weapons there in Philadelphia. Obviously, the A.J. Brown trade is going to be huge, I think, yeah. for that offense. And, you know, there's still some some doubt when you talk about Jalen Hurts and his his future in, mm. in Philadelphia and, and in the league in general. But, uh, I mean, this, this guy, when he's been on the field, has been an elite fantasy producer. Uh, so I'll, I'll take Hurts as quarterback two here. Nice. And Hurts, Hurts was quarterback one for a large stretch of – of last season so yeah you you would like to think actually you know AJ Brown coming in there that that's that's going to make sure that he might end up at those kind of heights again next year so Jalen Hurts in there you know a player that I'm almost too scared to take Jalen Hurts I gotta be honest I, I'm not I can't be that risky but I think you know that risk taking him in the halfway through the second round if you do get someone who does finish so highly you'll you'll be laughing and we are now oh. into run number three. Trey Lance is still there. That is interesting. Along with uh, a run of interesting wide receivers and, and running backs. Is anyone standing out to you from, from those list of players? Well, I think this is going to be a real situation that a lot of people face in, in dynasty startups and superflex startups. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you go with that second quarterback in round two, or do you hope that Lance or uh, or, or Lawrence or Fields fall. You yeah. know, those three rookies from a year ago that were so highly ranked, yeah. highly valued, all three in different ways disappointed. Their value has taken a hit. I still like investing in all three of them. So uh, if I'd gone a different direction, I certainly would would uh, grab Lance or Lawrence here. And, and even with already having two quarterbacks, I would at least consider it. Um, but I, I see Jalen Waddle there. Uh, and, and I love his upside in Dynasty, what he did in year one, even with uh, Tyreek Hill coming in uh, into Miami now. I still have a lot of uh, a lot of high expectations for Jalen Waddle. So I'll uh, grab a wide receiver here and go with Waddle. Yeah, I love, I love Jalen Waddle over at Miami. And, you know, something really interesting I just learned from from listening to, to you and, and Matt Williamson earlier earlier today about Tyreek Hill was that the Chiefs were monitoring his his speed and there was maybe rumors that they weren't liking what they were seeing yeah Matt uh, Matt Williamson my co-host on Locked On Dynasty mentioned that I had not heard that but that is that is certainly concerning and um, I mean even without factoring that you know that piece of information in Tyreek Hill I mean he's he's obviously a speed wide receiver that's what he's built his game on Mm -hmm. he's 28 years old now, I believe. So uh, as, as amazing as he is, 
he's not going to have that speed forever. And no. um, I think once, once he starts to lose it, he's going to lose value pretty quickly. I, I don't think it's happening yet. Um, no. cer- certainly expect another big year out of him. Uh, but we've seen with those speed guys when, you know, once they lose it, they lose it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be more than happy here to take, to take Jalen Waddle ahead of him as well. I think he's sort of the future there as well. And you didn't happen to see that video of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle playing basketball against like some kids from Miami and just absolutely schooling them. It wasn't even close. I love it. I did not see that, but I love the idea check it out if you get a time and it's just like wow these guys is like you really appreciate how good of an athlete like these guys are whenever you see them playing against just some like random like guys you're like these guys are incredible like superhuman um and speaking of speaking of superhumans we've got a couple still sitting here in in round number four with nick chubb jake london you know ken walker antonio gibson still sitting there is anyone standing out for you sitting there in, in round number four uh, let, can we look at wide receivers only? I just want to make mm-hmm. sure I'm not missing anyone. Deontay Johnson. Yes, so, yeah, I do like Deontay Johnson. I, I really like a lot of these guys yeah. uh, still on the list. Some, some good, uh, wide receiver depth. Um, I do want to go with a wide receiver here. I'm, I'm just not one that builds my teams uh, with early round running backs. I, I'm, mm. you know, I, I worry about the, the value loss and the short, uh, relevancy a short period of rele- relevancy that they might mm-hmm. have in the league so I'm normally waiting on running back so I'm just going to take my favorite wide receiver here and I think that is going to be DJ Moore I uh, love what he has done in his three years in the league with basically not having much of a quarterback game so I don't know that that's going to change this year <laughs> with what they're what they're dealing with in Carolina but mm-hmm. uh, if, if you've got you've got DJ Moore in dynasty. The hope is that eventually he, they, they find a quarterback. Yeah. I think DJ Moore from what, what he's done, like you said, like he's had, you know, almost as, as bad a run of it as you can get, you know, in the NFL with quarterbacks. So I think eventually, you know, Carolina are playing so badly that he's going to end up, you know, with a good quarterback just because they're going to end up with those, those higher draft picks, which is, you know, that is one of the more fascinating things about, you know, dynasty compared to redraft is you're picking a guy here because you're like, this team is so bad that they will have to be good yeah. later. <laughs> like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, so I'll just, I'll flick on all positions again for you uh, just so you're able to see. And we're in round number five, uh, Ryan. And we've got, you know, Ken Walker still sitting up there and Trillon Burke sitting there with Derek Carr and Tua, who... I, I don't believe you're too high on Tua, am I right? Or was that your, your colleague? No, that's that's probably me as well. Definitely have some doubts about him. Um, I don't mind. Like I said earlier, I don't mind the idea of adding a third quarterback here, even though he wouldn't be a mm-hmm. starter. Um, I don't think Carr or Tua are, are quite enticing enough, so I'll, I'll pass on those guys. I like some of the veteran wide, uh, I'm sorry, the veteran running backs. I think we can get a little bit later. So let's, let's check out those wide receivers only again. I do like Burks. He Burks is my rookie wide receiver one. Um, Wow. He's going ahead of Michael Pittman. That seems, yeah, that is bold, bold ADP. I think. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go with Burks here. I, like I said, he is my rookie wide receiver one, but the the depth of the 
of the position is kind of pushing me off of him. Um, let's go with let's go with Chris Godwin. Um, mm. re- really big fan of Godwin. Still love, obviously love that offense with uh, basically everybody back in town. And yeah. uh, I- I'm not not too worried. You know, he had the late season injury, so he's going to miss some time in 2022. But I think that's just that just gives you a nice uh, discount in dynasty leagues. And I mean, he really is as as good as Fournette has been, and Gronk and Mike Evans. Godwin really is that Buccaneers offense. Yeah, and Godwin's someone, he's a weird one. Like, if you looked at his injury record, you'd be like, wow, this guy's really injury prone. But then if you actually, like, look at how they happen, it's like a guy falls over in front of him and, like, he trips over that guy or, like, he, like, goes over on his finger and there's a freak act. It seems like freak accidents rather than him actually being injury prone. It's really weird. So I think, you know, he's maybe due a bit of a lucky break and hopefully this season is, is that for him. So let's get Chris Godwin locked in in round number five as we have our couple of player weight as we come right back around is that sort of generally you like to be at five because you're you're not getting caught out with a too big a run at at quarterback or too big a run at any position you can kind of see the runs coming and and move the draft along with that i think that's definitely a benefit of, of being kind of in the in the middle of of a round but um for me like i said earlier it kind of depends on on the year and, and yeah. what where the tiers are i mean if this were a one quarterback uh, one quarterback draft i think it's pretty clear the top three is where you want to be with yeah. uh with jefferson chase and taylor jefferson and chase are my top two guys i would actually have taylor third on that list yeah. um so if i'm not if i'm not in the top three i'd rather just be you know i'd rather be 12 honestly yeah yeah just you can get this double on the on the turn and we're doing we're doing really well so far at position five in the super flex one with you know our our next round of players looking at David got Montgomery there, Josh Jacobs, and a couple of these older kind of running backs there as well with Lenny Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott still there too. Yeah, Fournette, Elliott, Connor. We see those guys on on the list along with Jacobs and Montgomery. Those mm-hmm. are the values that I was thinking about uh, yeah. when I've when I've been passing on running back. So definitely looking at those guys. Uh, it, this this is going to be true with basically every pick that comes up. There's some wide receivers I like yeah. for this team, uh, but I think this is where I want to take a shot on a, a QB three. I see Zach Wilson uh, sitting there. Uh, they've added uh, some some weapons for him: Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, of course. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of buying into Wilson making that that second year leap, and I, th- I think he's a great guy to have as a quarterback three in dynasty especially when you have a a couple of, uh, you know, pretty well-established quarterbacks ahead of him. Um, Let's, let's go Zach Wilson here. Yeah. I like, I like a big fan of Zach Wilson. You know, I've invested sort of, I think towards the end of last season, he took that kind of that dip and he was injured for a bit. He was like the team. I I use that to kind of go and buy quite a lot of Zach Wilson. So, so I'm hoping that we're, we're both on the same wavelength here and he's going to take that, that step up and, the Jets in general, you know, Robert Sala seems to be, you know, he knows what he's doing. He seems to be, you know, his head is screwed on. And that seems to be a team, you know, at least they've won over the dynasty community. That's the least I could say yeah. because, yeah, there's a lot of dynasty darlings in there. Absolutely. 
All right. All of those running backs got, uh, got picked off. So that, yep. that is not the way we wanted to see that break. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's look at the running. Let's look at the running back position just to see what that's looking like. So all right. It is getting thin. Obviously. Elijah Mitchell was there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to chance it one more round. I think on the running back position, I don't mind Clyde Edwards Hilaire still as a guy to mm-hmm. invest in. Um, and I would even say the same with Miles Sanders. So I, I don't like Mitchell enough. Um, you know, there's not a big enough gap between Mitchell and, and the rest of those to go with him here. So let's mm. skip over to let's take a peek at tight end just to make sure we're not yeah. listing anybody. So you got Dalton um, Schultz and Dallas Goddard there. Some interesting ones. Gasecki is there as well. He's not a bad option, but there's a lot of mouths to feed over there at the minute. Yeah, not, not enough to sway me here either. I think I know who I want. Let's go to a wide receiver. One thing that I've been trying to do, especially in the super flex league, which leagues where the quarterback is so important, uh, and this is, of course, a, a, a strategy or a team, uh, yeah, a team building strategy that mm-hmm. comes from DFS is I love, I love stacking. I love pairing yeah. my, my quarterback with my wide receiver. I still love Elijah Moore. I'm not worried. I like Garrett Wilson as well, but I'm not worried about Garrett Wilson, um, you know, limiting the upside of Elijah Moore. So I'll go more here, pair him with Zach Wilson, who I just took the previous round. Nice. Uh, I, I like that combo. Yeah, Elijah Moore sort of, I'm again, same with, like I was talking about Zach Wilson before, like people are sort of going off Elijah Moore at the minute. And I'm like, give me all the Elijah mm-hmm. Moore then. I'll, I'll take him. Like, I think, yeah. He's shown enough in his, in his first season last year that, you know, he can, he can do it in the NFL. And why, why would he get worse all of a sudden? doesn't make sense. I think he's, yeah. 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 Um, I'll put on all players again for you, Ryan, as we're in round number eight. And, so Pat Farman sitting at the top there. And then, you know, a couple of those running backs we talked about that are still kind of sitting around there. And, you know, a couple of nice wide receivers, like you said, will always be on the board. Um, so is anyone looking good to there? Yeah, that, that's true. I think wide receiver is always going to look like the best player available if you're drafting with that strategy. Yeah. So uh, you kind of have to be careful. At some point you have to go, you have to grab a tight end, get a, get a running yeah. back. Let's go with running back here. As I mentioned, I still have some faith in Clyde Edwards Hilaire, obviously being part of that offense helps. I know they brought in Ronald Jones, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just not worried about him uh, as, as a real threat to CEH. Uh, so let's give, let's give Clyde Edwards Hilaire one more chance and uh, he'll be, he'll be my RB one on this team. Yeah. I think you're hundred percent right there. You said sort of one more chance. I think this is, you know, yeah. Last, last chance saloon for Edwards Hilaire and, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if you know we've seen Ronald Jones take a lot of the, lot of the carries and Edwards Lair focus more on receptions and you know try and be like Andrew Reid promised he was going to be like Brian Westbrook. It's like, are we finally going to see that he's going to get those receptions and maybe Ronald Jones does more of the carries? You know that that would be excellent for his dynasty value. Yeah, I I hope so. I mean, we talk about this with Antonio Gibson as far as he's not getting the the targets that that we thought he would get and should get. And yeah. the same has been true. Same has been true with, um, with Edward Solaire there in, uh, in Kansas city. So hopefully, yeah. like you said, he gets some work in the passing game as well. 
Yeah, let's hope so. And we're rolling now into into round number nine. I'll just flick over sort of as we get towards the halfway kind of point, just to let you see an overview of, of what you got so far. So you got, you know, your Lamar Jackson and, and Jalen Hurts and Zach Wilson at quarterback. You got CEH as our first running back. And then you got, you know, four really nice receivers with Waddle, Moore, Godwin and uh, Elijah. Elijah, both Moore's, Elijah and DJ uh, there as well. So that's kind of the overview of the team is, is this the kind of the point now where you're like, mm, I need to start filling those slots? So you're just kind of like, I'm still going to take the best player. Still pretty much best player available. And, and what I really think about with, with every pick is more of, does this player have a path to gain value? Mm-hmm. Uh, and us- usually that means drafting a younger player, uh, which most of, most of these guys I have so far would qualify in that category. Uh, but sometimes it, it might be a, a veteran in a new situation um, yeah. who, yeah, who could bounce back and, and, and regain some value. I mean, we see Allen Robinson there. Uh, he's a great example of that, even, even though he's certainly not young uh, mm-hmm. anymore. He is a player that could regain value now as a member of the Rams. So he would be somebody I would consider. We talk about that productive struggle strategy. Uh, mm-hmm. And that doesn't always mean taking rookies or, or second year guys. Sometimes you're just looking for uh, those, those comeback type players. And, and A-Rob would, would fit that. Yeah. Um, so he- let's see, let's look. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't, I, I don't know if I want to lock in with Allen Robinson. I like him. Let's mm. look at the running back position though. Yeah. Let's have a little look and see if anyone else is up there. You know, Miles Sanders is, is sitting up there and Tony Pollard and Wow. Damien Pierce going very high. I know he's like maybe the main guy at Houston, but not not the best prospect coming out. And yeah, he's going ahead of like Kareem Hunt, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I like Pierce. Uh, I, I liked Pierce when he was a cheap, uh, you know, dart throw in those yeah. rookie drafts or rookie mocks, really, even before uh, the NFL draft. And his values changed a little too much for me. Um, nah, I just can't do it with any of these guys. Let's <laughs> look back at, let's go back to wide receiver. Yes. So I was here, Michael top. Wow. What round is this? Round number halfway through yeah, round number nine, Michael Thomas still sitting there. People are, you know, scared off by him, you know, and you can't say I blame them fully, but you know, he's still, still a good player. Yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing. I, I don't really blame anybody for worrying about him as well. You know, basically missed uh, the past two years and now we're getting some reports that aren't, aren't very encouraging for his, uh, his health and his, his short-term uh, status at least. So I would probably be avoiding him as well, especially with, with some of these other options. I mean, if I yeah. want an older wide receiver, 100% I'm taking Robinson or even, uh, cooks ahead of Thomas and mm-hmm. uh, let's let's check out the tight end position here I don't think we have a, we don't have a tight end yet I don't know I don't think so and you know you got some some good options you know still still available there and you know Kaseki at the top with Fant and Komet and Zach Ertz who was sort of sneaky good at the back end of last season at Arizona mm-hmm. mm. this is this is definitely looking like a spot where I would be trying to trade down. I don't love the value yeah. on any of these, any of these players necessarily. Um, uh, let's, I guess let's, let's find a wide receiver. We like, but this is not, it, it may be Allen Robinson, but this is not a, 
not a spot I'm loving. And and I think, you know, I, I've run mocks, mock drafts for DLF and we collect ADP through that. Mm. And one big benefit for me and, and probably for anybody who participates in those each month is having a really good feeling for the tiers and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, where are those pockets of value you want to get into? Maybe you want an extra pick in that group or spots where you don't like the options. And here we are in the, in, in the middle of the ninth round. This would certainly be one of those. Uh, but that's not an option in this exercise. Let's go with Alan Robinson. Yeah, let's get Aerob locked in. I think I think he'll have a really, really solid season. If anything else, he's I feel like he'll come out with something to prove after last year. And a lot of the times in the NFL, a, like a player with something to prove is has seen to be you know, a very dangerous player to, to play against and to, to have on your side. So I think A-Rob's going to come out and have a, a really, really strong season because everybody is going to be, you know, eyes sharpened on Cooper Cup. So that's going to give Alan Robinson that little bit of extra time, you would think. Yep, absolutely. And something uh, which he'll probably love as well. He can't be used to that after playing on that Bears team for so long and being lit, like the only guy. So that's what he's going to have. He might just have a field day, actually, with, with the coverage that he sees. Well, we've been waiting for this for years, right? For Allen yeah. Robinson to get a real quarterback. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it find, we thought it happened last year. We thought Justin Fields would uh, come out as a rookie and, and be a difference maker. And that, that didn't really happen. So um, we, we know Matthew Stafford can do that for, for Robinson. Absolutely. Absolutely. And. And we've now got a couple of names sort of creeping up the board now as well. We've got Davis Mills sitting up at the top. Poor, the unluckiest man in New York, I keep calling him, Michael Carter, just sitting there. <laughs> just, yeah, coming up a great year last year, but, you know, just very hard to see where his value is at the minute, unfortunately. And, you know, a couple of our nice prospects there for you, Ryan. Is anyone standing out for you? Uh, they're really not. I think that means <laughs> this is probably where I would... Uh, go ahead and get either a tight end or a running back. Uh, we we are definitely loaded up on wide receivers. So yeah. um, when when there's no obvious player standing out, kind of default to those to those needs that you have. Let's mm-hmm. check out the running backs first. Let's see, running back. Like I said, Michael Carter and Isaiah Spurs. Chase Edmonds. You know, is he the guy? I feel like I want to own a part of Miami somewhere. Um, I've even gone out and like taken like um, what is his first name, Sicarius, Sicarius White, like the rookie they got. I'm like, I'm just gonna take him. Just like, I want a little piece of that puzzle just in case. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I love uh, I love that coaching staff. Love the hire they made, and um, for them to bring in Edmonds and Mostert uh, and, and even Sony Michelle. Yeah. Uh, the, the good thing about that, and this is this was the case in, in San Francisco for so long, is that those players are all cheap in Dynasty. Here we are in round 10 or 11, and, and yep. Edmonds is there, and, and certainly the other parts of that offense or that, that backfield are as well. So Edmonds is somebody I would consider here. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Rashad Penny, mm-hmm. I think, are, are really nice values here as well. Um, let's go with... Uh, Let's go with Rashad Penny. I mean, this this guy yeah. was the uh, maybe one of the top three or four running backs in the league in the last six weeks mm-hmm. of the season. Once he was finally healthy, and I say finally, it, it took four years, 
almost yeah. for him to be healthy. Uh, but he won people championships in, in uh, redraft and dynasty leagues. And, and of course the addition of uh, Kenneth Walker there changes things. It, that's, that's why Penny is still available and, and wasn't mm -hmm. a, a fifth or sixth rounder, but now here he's shown up uh, in, in the double digit rounds, but uh, having a need at running back, I like taking a chance on guys like that. Yeah, I like Rashad. I actually did it. Yeah, slight double take when I seen Rashad Penny was still there. It's like, wow, he was not there like a couple of weeks ago. You know, he was gone by then. So yeah, it's it's a little bit shocking to see just how much you know Kenneth Walker has affected his his ADP. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure we can assume Walker will be the starter there. I mean, Penny yeah. again was was great, and if. If he can stay healthy, you know, I, I would think that would be at least a committee, if not Penny's yeah. job. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. So I think he's well worth, well worth a punt there. And you know, Chase Evans still sitting there for you as well at running back. I'll, I'll just click on all so you're able to see who all is available there with you know some of those quarterbacks popping up there as well. Um, as as Tyler Lockett, the first receiver sitting up there. Yeah, Edmonds and Stevenson were the running backs that uh, the other running backs I was considering with that last pick. So they are they are definitely tempting. Lockett, uh, you understand the reason for for the fall for him with yeah. uh, the moves that Seattle has made. Uh, Zach Ertz is kind of tempting as a short term tight end. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is kind of where I would take a step back, look at my team. And really make a decision on is this a is this a productive struggle that it might be a couple of years before I can contend, or is this a team that could potentially contend because that might make the difference on where I go with with this pick. Uh, we've already talked about the the youth at wide receiver, uh, but there are players that also I think are going to put up uh, put mm -hmm. up some points. Um, focusing on quarterback at the uh at, at the first with the first two picks of the of the draft should certainly make that a, a strong suit and i think it is and of course the way we played running back made that the weakness uh, but i think if things go right those two can both be uh, fantasy relevant uh mm -hmm. yeah i think i think i want to go with zach Ertz here and get that veteran tight end that i know i can uh, plug in every single week yeah yeah, absolutely. I think Ertz, you know, like I said, I think a little while earlier, like was he was sneaky good after he got that trade to, to Arizona. And especially now the first part of the season with, you know, DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to be there. Like Zach Ertz is going to play that little bit better at, at the start of the season. And, you know, that might even help you like push that team a little bit further away from the productive struggle into, oh no, I can I can win this thing just by having that those six games or I think it's six games Hopkins is suspended for. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah, just having that little bump for six games on, on Ertz that could really, really help. Um, and now we're into round number 12. This is a bit of a stack of quarterbacks sitting up at the the top of, of the ADP, um, along with Alex Pierce kind of sitting there as a the little wide receiver um, before Albert O. Is anyone looking good for you there? Yeah, and in general, I would definitely consider one of these quarterbacks, but they would really be um they would really be trade bait uh you know i'd be mm -hmm. i would be taking a, a fourth quarterback here with the idea of eventually trading him since this is a mock i'm, I'm not going to do that so i'll hold off on that position 
Uh, I do like Albert O a lot, uh, as, as many do. I've actually got him ranked ahead of Noah Fant. I know Fant is already mm-hmm. gone in this mock draft. So um, I'm considering going back-to-back tight ends here with uh, Ertz and Albert O. We see Calvin Ridley down there. We know the story yeah. on that. He's on, he's only available because of that suspension. Um, it, I would say last round, if I had decided this was that um, that productive struggle that was probably a year or two away, mm-hmm. Ridley would be a perfect, perfect pick here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, instead, I, I think I'll I'll uh, cement the tight end position. I'll, I'll go with Albert Okwebunum here. Yeah, let's get let's get Albert O locked in, and you know we just really addressed that position from the the last two picks. So let's get Albert O in playing now, of course, with with Russell Wilson, and yeah, I think he should be again. He's almost like I don't know. I think he'll kind of have a point to prove as well because you know he's kind of been that number two guy for so long. So this is his big chance to to step up and show everyone what he can what he can really do. And we're now back on the board, right number 13. Uh, do you want to get rid of those quarterbacks again? Yeah, we can slide down from them. I think this needs to be a most likely a running back pick so we can focus on that position. We do just have Penny and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And uh, while, while I like their upside, they're definitely not a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Melvin Gordon, I think we kind of know what he is now, especially with him back in Denver. Uh, and and he's he's he would be a safe pick here, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna I'm gonna aim a little higher. I really really like Brian Robinson. Love Brian Robinson. I've been scooping him up in every rookie draft and rookie auction I can get him. Uh, I I think Washington is kind of telling us what they think. Unfortunately, about Antonio Gibson. I say unfortunately yeah. because he, he was a player I really liked, but yeah, I've I've got some concerns right now. So uh let's let's go ahead and grab Brian Robinson as some running back depth here. Yeah, Brian Robinson, I think definitely a candidate next year of scoring quite a lot of touchdowns. Uh just because you know Gibson doesn't seem like he's able to pound the ball in. Are they actually going to trust Carson Wentz to throw the ball that close to the end zone? Maybe not. So it, it could end up being, you know, that Robinson ends up, you know, with this real high touchdown load, which is, you know, wonderful for your for your dynasty team. Of course, Melvin Gordon goes right after that Robinson pick. <laughs> so uh, let's see. I think here you you can pretty much go with with almost any position. Um, yeah. Let's, let's yeah, jump sitting in, the, in round, round 14. Yeah, let's look <clears> at <throat> all players if we can. Yeah, of course. So we still got, I think this is maybe a sleeper thing as well. Like it seems to like stack quarterbacks once teams have picked two, it kind of stops sometimes. Um, mm. So I'm not, I'm pretty sure these guys, especially Matt Ryan, maybe wouldn't be here in a, in a real draft. They might have been gone by now. Yeah, I don't think Malik Willis would be either. And, uh, of course, the the fall to the third round was a huge story uh, and and surprising. But at the same time, you know, at, at this point in a in a draft, there comes a time when, when you want to take a shot on a guy like that. So he could definitely uh, could definitely be an option here mm-hmm. and would would fit that 
criteria of a player who could gain value over the next year or so. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind to scroll down just a little, just want to make sure I'm not missing anybody. I, I really like um, Odell Beckham falling here is, yeah. is interesting as well. Yeah, this is where it gets a bit murky, right, with, with some of the players available. It's kind of just, you know, personal preference more than anything else at this stage. Yeah, a couple of wide receivers I like in the short term uh, as well. Let's go with Malik Willis here and take a shot on the rookie. Nice. I like that. Malik Willis coming in. And, you know, I was speaking on the last episode about Malik Willis and, and what the, the Titans were thinking. Do you think the Titans just took him because they were like, oh, like we have to take Malik Willis now, like he's fallen this far, or was their idea to take him anywhere? Well, they, they traded up, so I, I think they, I think they, like a lot of teams, were surprised that he fell that far, right? I mean, yeah, uh, it was a story. It was a story when he fell outside of round one, uh, yeah. and then to not be drafted in round two. At, at some point, teams are making moves. Uh, up and down the draft board to to try to get that guy and um, you know the way Ryan Tannehill ended that uh, that playoff game had to be frustrating for the Titans yeah and then you know throw in I, I think I mean Tannehill has one of the highest salaries in the league this season mm. uh, I, I don't think they're getting out of that this year uh, for the 2022 no. season but uh, this could certainly be his final season in Nashville Mm, which would be very, yeah, very interesting. Even just, I don't know if you quite get that, but just seeing Malik Willis and Derek Henry play together just once, that would be really interesting to see how yeah. that would work. Um, that would be, be fascinating. So I'd like to see that, you know, maybe once this year. That would be quite cool. Let's see. All right, let's scroll down a little. We're not going to take those quarterbacks here, although, again, in an actual league, I would be considering it mm -hmm. uh, just for, for trade value. Uh, both Peoples Jones and MVS made it back. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I always like to chase elite offenses. We know the Chiefs are elite. I think the Browns yep. have a chance to be elite with the addition mm -hmm. of Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson. I'm going to go with MVS here. A uh, little bit of a an interesting pick in that I've got all that wide receiver depth, and and Valdez Scantling would really have to do something special to break into my lineup. But at mm -hmm. the same time, he's some, he's some nice depth and a, a pretty safe player at this point. Yeah. If all this kind of like someone who, you know, in any kind of best ball league I've been doing, I've been, I've been going yeah. after Valdez Scantling because he's just got that potential of, you know, one week just going and exploding and, you know, why, why not just see if we can extend that out and, and put a couple of good weeks together and string them together on your, on your dynasty team we've got you know people's jones so when you were talking about that still still sitting on the board and there must have been a quarterback run there was there they all kind of went no maybe maybe not mm, can, I, can i reset the ranks let's take a look at the running backs uh, the running back group i think we just have three still uh, one of those being a rookie so pacheco wow is pacheco really going ahead of sony michelle i don't i know nothing about pacheco i don't know if you can help me with that but i've i've got zero on him i can't help you much wreckers uh, <laughs> guy um and, and again we we like the landing spot but it's obviously a little murky for this year 
Yeah. I think in, in rookie drafts, I've seen him be a guy drafted in the fourth round or, or even go undrafted in some of those. So yeah. not a ton of value. I don't like what I'm seeing here. The running back spot definitely yeah. missed all those. Uh, I don't mind <coughs> Michelle or, or yeah. Deontay Foreman as those mm-hmm. veterans, but I don't think I want to go with them here. Uh, let's look at the wide. Let's just go with people's Jones. That, that was the guy who yeah. fell that I uh, had some interest in. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get people's Jones put in then. And, you know, he's in that, that you know, potentially super high powered offense with, with Deshaun Watson and yeah, Deshaun Watson has, has made receivers a lot worse than Donovan people's Jones look pretty good. So I think yeah, he's, he's got a chance. Um, so we're on the board again now with our penultimate pick and I'll, I'll just flick on everything and I can get rid of the quarterbacks are still kind of there as well, but I can filter as, as and when you want as well. So we've got quite a lot of wide receivers sitting there um, to, for you to choose from. Yeah, I think that's where, where I have to go. I, I like uh, still, even in these late rounds, still like some of the upside and the potential of the wide receivers. I, I look at Minnesota and worry about Adam Thielen's health. He's been unable mm. to stay on the field consistently the past couple of years, obviously starting to get up there in age, uh, mm-hmm. at least in NFL terms. So I'll, I'll go with KJ Osborne. They, they did not, I was kind of surprised actually, they did not uh, add a sig- <clears throat> significant piece at wide yeah. receiver, either in the draft or, uh, or in free agency. So Osborne looks like he's the three and when Thielen was out, he played pretty well. Yeah, I like that Osborne. And he's like a sneaky target that you know you can get. You can get Osborne for for next to nothing if you don't have him on your team yeah. already. And you know, in a rare case, he might even be on the waivers. I've seen him maybe one of my leagues. So yeah, Osborne. Osborne, a very good sneaky pick, especially in, in round number seventeen. And here we go, Ryan. Your your dog must know it's round number eighteen. It's almost time for you to go back and see him. Um, and we're on the clock again for our for our final pick of, of the hot seat draft. He's getting excited about this last pick. Uh, let's <laughs> see what it's going to be. Um, it got pretty ugly here. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe even scroll down. Let's see. Let's let's yeah. dig really deep. Let's dig it. Yeah, let's see if we got any real sleepers in here as. As we're in our final pick, it's always good to have a, a flyer for your last pick of the draft. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a boring one, but um, I do I do like Deontay Foreman. Played well last year for Tennessee when mm-hmm. uh, Derrick Henry was out. Uh, signs with Carolina, and you know, unfortunately, we've seen the injuries the past two years with McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard. They draft a, a year ago and. Uh, just just couldn't get it done when McCaffrey was out. They bring Foreman in, and he played yep. well. Uh, and again, just having three running backs, probably not going to do it. I decided midway through this draft that I thought this could be a playoff team, so I need some running back depth to do that. I'll go with Deontay Foreman with this last pick. Yeah, Deontay Foreman. I was a little bit surprised that you know he was allowed to to leave that team. I thought he played you know pretty well last year whenever Henry was out. Mm-hmm. So. I think, you know, there's no reason why he can't do the same again this year if, if CMC does end up going out as well. And we wrap up the draft with, who's the last guy taken? Jordan Love, the last guy taken. That is, mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
interesting, interesting final pick. So let's see, let's see, Ryan, how uh, how our team ended up doing there um, with the conclusion of our hot seat draft. We got Lamar Jackson sitting up in our quarterback slot. We got Ceh, Clive Edwards-Alaire, and Rashad Penny in the running back zones. We got Jalen Waddle, DJ Moore, and Chris Godwin in our wide receiver slots. Zach Ertz coming in at tight end with a couple of people in the flex spots. You got Elijah Moore and Alan Robinson and Jalen Hurts in our in our super flex, and then you know a pretty great looking bench too with Zach Wilson, Albert O, Brian Robinson, Malik Willis, a couple of rookie picks coming out there, and MVS, uh, DPJ, why not KJO <laughs> and Deontay <laughs> Foreman as well, uh, wrapping up the team. So you got to be pretty pleased with with what you've managed to to draft there, right? Yeah, I like this team, and you know, for better or worse, this looks exactly like a team I would draft right now. This this is my strategy: yep. focus heavy on quarterback and wide receiver, uh, wait as long as possible on running back, and and typically don't chase those elite tight ends, um, but but instead get some combination of safe veteran and some mm-hmm. upside. I think I did that with Ertz and Alberto. Yeah. I completely agree. I think you've done, you know, absolutely fantastic job. And I just wanted to say, Ryan, just thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on once again. And you just want to tell everyone listening, you know, once again, where, where can they find you uh, online? Sure. Thanks for having me. First of all, it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. Uh, You can find my work at dynastyleaguefootball.com and you can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. That sounds absolutely perfect. And guys, remember, if you're listening or watching behind me here, we've got the, the Hot Seat Hall of Flame is, you know, the best guests that we've had here. And if you want to see Ryan appear in this Hall of Flame, go over to the YouTube channel, give this video a thumbs up. And the more thumbs up he gets, the higher up the Hall of Flame we can get. So let's see if we can get Ryan onto this top three. You'd have to replace, you know, Ali at the Dynasty Grill or Kev at Dynasty Grill or, or Murph over at the Five Yard Rush. Let's see if he can get over and crack that top three. So Ryan, once again, Thank you so, so much for coming on. I absolutely loved recording this episode. And guys, everyone at home, thank you once again for for listening. And we'll cool off the hot seat for another little while. But in the meantime, just keep yourselves and your teams lit. And I'll see you next time. Bye.